Hi, I'm Megan Gilger, and welcome to the Fresh Exchange Podcast. Today, I am going to be talking with you guys about planning some more. Since we've been on this topic of planning in our online community, we have been in a garden planning intensive. Basically, the intensive is designed so that I'm like your... I don't know. Think about it like accountability partner. I'm going to keep you in the rhythm of how to plan your garden properly with the right support, with other people around you, all these things. So in the community, we've been doing these live events and they're recorded. And so people can either watch them live and be in them live, or we do them uh, or you can watch the replay. I also provide all sorts of resources so that all these things you're thinking about, like plant spacing or the types of materials or um, the amount of dirt and soil that you're going to need um, in your raised beds is all understood. So I'm trying to make it as simple as possible. I also provide a lot of designs and things like that already in the downloads in the online community. So it's super helpful. If you want to join, it begins at $84 for three months and it gets you access to everything, including the Beginner Gardener course and all upcoming courses included in your membership. So it's really amazing. And I help answer so many questions and you get access to sit and actually talk with me. In fact, I'm booking like one-on-one sessions with some of our members who needed a little extra help this month as we go through this garden planning process. I don't want you to feel stuck. I want you to feel really positive about this experience and it can be. So you're welcome to join. Just head to community.freshexchange.com and you can see all that we're doing right there and then join by going to any of the sections. So that said, I wanted to share one tip that came from our Monday session with you guys, because it's such a simple thing that I shared, but the question was really good. One of our members, Danielle, asked the question about how and where, or what's the best way to begin planning for crop rotation in our designs. And I thought this question was so great because It seems really simple to most people, or maybe it doesn't. (laughs) It seems simple to me, but because of my experience, but I love these questions because I love trying to figure out what is the easiest, simplest way to go about this because gardening doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be this mountainous thing you have to climb or figure out or anything like that. And That's why I loved this specifically was for that very reason. So what I always do, and this is what I suggest, is if you're thinking about crop rotation, which if you don't know what crop rotation is, let's start there for a minute. Crop rotation is basically where you're saying, I am going to grow multiple things in the warmest parts of the month or that are able to be grown. And I basically, or you basically see this as like, you can have spring plants, you can have summer plants and multiple seasons within one season. Um, but basically you're just rotating one crop in that area for another. The basic thing though, in terms of maintenance is knowing that you have to lay fresh compost, rake it back in nothing too intense, but you need to do it between every single growing season, um, or every single crop that you're growing. And then you also have to fertilize, which we go, we're going to be talking about fertilizing a lot more coming up with some of the courses that I have. 
both in the online community, but also some here. I'm going to try to simplify it. I have a great podcast I will link to um, from last year that simplifies fertilizing in some ways, but I think it's still kind of complicated. <laughs> um, but fertilizing is, doesn't have to be complicated. So anyways, you can go and check that out, but it's linked in the show notes. But my tip for this, when we're in the planning phase, because this is what's is so important when we're planning, it can feel really overwhelming. Like, where do I start? And we always want to work really linear, in a linear way. I was going to say linearly, but that isn't a word. We want to work in a linear way. But the truth is, is that I think that it's best to start with our summer crops. So I like to always encourage starting with your summer design. What is it that you plan to grow in the summer? And these plants really are your warm weather plants. These are going to be your biggest producers. They're going to be a lot more fruit, a lot more sweet, everything we think about summer, right? Then instead of going into fall, fall, I think, particularly in the northern Midwest and northeast and some of these northern climates, fall can be tricky. And so I don't always encourage you to jump and go to fall next. Instead, I think that spring is a little easier to just manage. And the plants are a lot more forgiving uh, in the spring, I feel like as well. Uh, so I suggest then thinking after you understand your summer, you need to think about your, your spring. That would be where I go next. So then you can start planning your spring. Now, when we're talking about rotating, some of the other things that are really important to understand is that some plants, when we're, cause I talk a lot about companion planting and companion planting is awesome because it also gives you a roadmap of what plants also don't like to grow after one another. So uh, for instance, I, you know, let's just take tomatoes, for instance, we're going to plant tomatoes in the summer. Well, tomatoes don't like growing with brassicas. So kale, broccoli, tur or turnips, cabbages, all those things, cauliflower. It does not like growing with those things. And they don't like growing with tomatoes or any nightshades, really. So it's really important to make sure that they also don't grow before and after one another. Now, if there's like a good season buffer between them, like I like to give them a year, totally fine. You might find that they might struggle a little bit, but nothing like that you're going to see a major difference with. Nothing that through some amendment of your soil isn't going to be a bad thing. Some people also worry about, you know, if I crop rotate, you know, do I also rotate my tomatoes if I, or heavy feeder plants? I say don't focus too much on that. Don't get too deep into that thinking because one of the things is, is that we can amend our soil really well. We can utilize organic fertilizers and all of that to not make that a big deal. I usually grow my tomatoes in the same place almost every year because it's the best place to grow them. And sometimes there's one area that may lag a little bit and I'm like, Ooh, that's a sign that this area isn't going to be good the next year. So I'm going to give it a year off from a heavy feeder plant. But, um, I, I don't really worry about that. In fact, it, if you, as long as you're adding in plenty of compost between growing seasons and really letting that soil rest and rebuild, I actually like to leave like put beans in and then cut the bean tops off after the end of the season and leave the roots because they add nitrogen naturally. It's, it's really helpful to just not think about that. The other thing is, is a lot of the companion plants that are grown with many of these core plants, 
we'll be talking about companion planting more, or if you've listened to the podcast in the past, you know that I talk a lot about it. <laughs> so, um, but you, with these core plants, you know, those are the ones we're going to want to worry about more, but some of the other ones are really just complementary neutral plants. In fact, in our Monday session in the community, we talked about, um, that there's plant heroes and plant bullies or garden, garden bullies and garden heroes. And then there's just the neutral garden friends. <laughs> and these are going to be like borage and a lot, mainly all the herbs and, a lot of flowers, like particularly, you know, marigolds and calendula, they're not going to be upset with a lot of things. The plants that sometimes are really upset with one another are nightshades and brassicas in particular, but there are some other combos of things that you can check out um, when you're looking up companion planting. And I just like to use it as a good guide to understand rotating crops. Now, is this 100%? No, nothing in nature is 100%. In fact, I said to Mike the other night, I was like, you know what I love about nature is that it is the only thing that I can trust and also not control. <laughs> and I think that that is a sort of a gift about nature and growing things in the garden is that we don't, we can't control it that much. And we're going to but we can also trust in the rhythms and trust in the processes of what makes it makes up what happens. And so it's really fun that we're not going to always nail it every time. And things are going to struggle in one place and not in another, another year. And that's okay. And there's, we sometimes the mystery may always be present, but we, and we may never understand, but it's still fun to try and to create and do things. So I hope this tip is really helpful because, and if you have questions, I'm always happy to answer them. Um, but in our community, we're talking about this really intensely. In fact, in fact, we even have a live chat space where people are commenting and sharing their progress and posting questions and everything. So it's super helpful if you've been struggling. And just because you haven't hit everything it live this month doesn't mean you're missing it. If you're just now getting in garden planning, it's not a big deal. You can jump in at any time. So like I said, you just have to head to fresh exchange or community.freshexchange.com to sign up at any time. And there's a free herb garden course and there's some free events one every single month that you can attend. And it's really fun to, and I always record them. So if you can't be there, um, I email it later. And so you can watch it whenever it's convenient for you. But I hope this was helpful. Garden planning can be really complicated, but it doesn't need to be. Remember, the best thing that you can do is start small. Don't get overly complicated with everything. I do provide an amazing beginner gardener course that is companion planted for summer. So if you're like, I really want to try rotating this year, but I don't, I'm, I'm already intimidated by summer. I offer this design in our beginner gardener course. So it's only $84 to get the course and to get in and try it and get the design too, like solving all your problems for $84 and you get access to me for three months with that. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> so, um, you can get in there get that design. And then if you want to play with this crop rotation, there's all the information in there you need to actually plan out your other crop rotation for spring, or I'm happy to help you in there. So it is, is all there for the taking, but I, if you're more experienced and you just want 
to you've been struggling with how to go after crop rotation and you want to give it a try, this is my best tip. Start with your summer. It's your bigger producer, biggest producer, and everything else just needs to support your summer. So I hope this is helpful and I hope that you jump in if you feel like it or join one of our free workshops in the next, in March. We have one about seed starting coming up, so don't miss it. It's going to be good. Okay, my friends, until then, I'll see you out there. Mm -hmm.